Thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast. We'll get started in just a moment. If this is your first time here, please consider subscribing so that you may stay up to date with the latest podcast. And if our podcast brings value to your life, please consider sharing it with family and friends. Thanks for listening. And now here's today's podcast. Thanks for joining us for the Covenant Living Broadcast with Pastor John Butler of Covenant Life Church located at 130 Atlantic Avenue in Bremen, Georgia. Good morning and happy Father's Day. Uh, you never know what Coco's going to say when he's introducing you, so I was, he wasn't kidding. I made a joke and he said I took it easy on you, but not now, so I didn't know what was going on. Uh, happy Father's Day. Uh, Sometimes as a Christian, uh, God will put you and take you out of your comfort zone. Well, this is not my comfort zone. Uh, he really did a good one on me. Uh, I guess my name is Mitchell Cash. I'm over the men's ministry here at uh, Covenant Life. And I guess that's one of the reasons Pastor Robbie asked me to speak uh, <clears throat> with the men's ministry and being Father's Day. Uh, I'm going to give a little bit of a testimony today. I'm not going to give you the whole testimony uh or we'd run into an evening service uh i told first service that y'all may not even have had a service today if i'd have started with my whole testimony uh i just wanted to share a little bit about how i've felt i've been as just a just good enough father um at some point or another we have all referred to our dads as our heroes well my dad was my hero uh I wanted to be like my dad. I wanted to do everything my dad did. Uh, my dad did the best he could with us, uh, carrying us places. Uh, spent a lot of time with me. I learned a lot from my dad from the outdoors, sports, hunting, fishing, golf, uh, stuff in the real world, respecting my elders. If a male or a female ever spoke to me, uh, I better answer in yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, or no ma'am, or I was going to get it when I got home. But I'd say the two most satisfying things that my dad ever taught me was coaching uh, sports and how to love my family, kids, and grandkids unconditionally. My dad really uh, loved his family and showed it. Growing up <clears throat> with my dad my whole life, I watched my father drink pretty much everything we, we did together. Uh, Anywhere he carried me, whether it be hunting, fishing, golf, vacations, uh, alcohol was always involved. Uh, and I guess that's that way with a lot of families, and it may be the norm. Uh, so at 14, I started drinking. Uh, I was hanging out with kids older than me, doing things I shouldn't have been doing, skipping school. Uh, so after the 10th grade, I dropped out of high school. Uh, I was drinking pretty heavily then. At the age of 18, I got my first DUI. I was still living at home, so I know, I'm sure it put a financial burden on my family, on my mom and dad, but they never let it show. Uh, and I'm pretty sure by this time, I'm a full-blown alcoholic by 18 years old. Uh, I remember me and my first wife being separated and I was getting dressed to go to an adult softball tournament. Well, to me, adult softball is 
if you were good baseball in high school and you didn't make it to the big show, you played softball to make up for it. At least that's the way I felt. Uh, I remember sitting there getting ready, putting on my cleats, and the phone rang. And my ex-wife told me she was pregnant. And she was moving to Jacksonville, Florida, and thought that I should come home, try to make it work for us and the baby. <clears throat> now, when you take an alcoholic and move him to Florida, you, that's just a whole other level of drinking and partying and social drinking. Uh, it wasn't good for me. Uh, or my lifestyle anyway, as it was at that time. So I moved to Florida, and that following March, God blessed me with Kirsty. Uh, I was scared to death. I was a kid myself. We were both kids. I had no idea about raising kids, uh, changing diapers, fixing bottles. That just wasn't uh, what I knew. Uh, and when they send you home, from the hospital, they don't send you home with a full list of directions. For ages zero to 20, this is how you take care of a kid. Uh, I know I was raised well. Uh, and, you know, we all want better for our children. And I tried to be a good enough father, but I wasn't doing it right. Uh, luckily, her mother lived there. So she could let us know when we were doing wrong or not doing something right. And believe me, uh, Mama would let you know when you wasn't doing something right. Uh, so we were so good at not doing it right, 11 months later, God blessed me with Chelsea. So now I've got two babies. Uh, we were pretty broke. Uh, we were pretty poor. I didn't change my lifestyle, so most of all of our money went to alcohol and partying. Uh, we had our differences uh, with our lifestyles and differences. We divorced. I stayed in Florida <clears throat> and tried, but with my drinking and child support, uh, I couldn't afford to stay no more. So uh, I made probably the hardest decision I've ever made in my life to this day. Uh, I packed up and uh, left my babies, and I moved back to Georgia. Uh, completely broke my heart. Uh, I did stay, or not stay, I tried to visit every other weekend. You know, I would drive back and forth to Florida, and uh, but even on my visitation days, or being there, I would still find my old buddies, and uh, go drink and party and even having them with me. Uh, I've never to this day asked my girls how it affected their lives, how it hurt. I've never asked them to talk to me because I don't want to know. A part of me does, but I can't fix it. You know, a part of me doesn't want to know how bad I hurt my babies. So I would go back and visit every other weekend, and then every other weekend would turn to every other month to summer vacations, spring breaks, just whenever they were out of school, uh, they would come to visit Daddy. Uh, now when they would come visit, you know, I didn't get to see them much, so I would spoil them when they were here. Uh, 
So to hide the pain, I started drinking a lot worse. Uh, at 24, I had my second DUI and lost my license. Uh, was on probation for six months and scared to death that I was going to lose my job. So now, not only am I a crappy father, I'm not going to be able to pay child support. So the judge seemed fit for me to get a permit to drive back and forth to work, but I could not drive out of the state or after a certain hour. So if I got to see my girls from that point on, it had to be either somebody bringing them halfway and somebody driving me to meet, and that just wasn't being what they needed as children. Uh, I was not being a good father. <clears throat> In September of 96, God blessed me with my baby boy, Brandon. Uh, I knew from my mistakes now. I was going to try to do better. I knew what I'd done wrong. Uh, I was a little more responsible at this time, but I still wasn't doing it right. As being a son, I wanted to be just like my daddy and do the things that he'd done. And I knew that my son was going to want to be just like me. And it didn't matter. If I carried my boy hunting, I'd carry a six-pack of beer to the deer stand. Uh, if we went to the Buckarama or the Braves game, I would deny him things so I would have money for beer. Uh, if I only had $20, I knew beer was 7 bucks, and I couldn't, he couldn't have the baseball glove or the hat because that was going to get into my beer funds. It was, you know, just a selfish thing. And here I am thinking I'm still a good enough dad because I'm carrying my kids places or on vacations. You know, if we went on vacation for seven days, that was nine cases of beer. Uh, you know, you, when you get to the point of you're, you're drinking so much that you pass out and you're plate of food at a restaurant and strangers have to follow you home to help your wife get you in a house. Or if you're on vacation and you fall asleep in the hot tub to wake up two hours later with a strange family in the hot tub with you. Now that's real embarrassing, but there was no Snapchat or TikTok, so I was kind of okay. <clears throat> when the girls got older, they called me and wanted to come live with me. It was a dream come true. It's what I'd waited on. Now I got a chance to do right by all my kids and raise them right. I was being more responsible now at this time, uh, following in my dad's footsteps. I was coaching ball. I was coaching all three sports, basketball, football, and baseball. Uh, I said I haven't quit drinking at the time. You know, it's, if I was coaching on the fields with the kids, never have had a drop of alcohol on the fields. Uh, but if I got home, if it was 10 o'clock at night and there was 13 beers in the refrigerator, I was going to drink them before I went to bed. Uh, I was still not doing it right. <clears throat> I was still just being a good enough father. And then God give, put Christy in my life. Uh, when he sent me Christy, I got Andrew and Allison, her two kids, so now I have five. And by this time, at their age, kids thought drinking and partying was cool. So at least now I'm a cool dad because I drink and party. Uh, this is about the time that I started feeling convicted and guilty every time I would do something. 
uh, you know, when the kids would make party comments like, well, Dad or Mitchell, you're going you're gonna to get your party on this weekend or you're going to get your drunk on. Uh, they've seen me drunk dancing. Some of y'all seen me sober dancing. Anyway, uh, it starts to, you know, where it's cool and funny to them, it starts to stick me. And I started feeling guilty uh, and, and more and more convicted. We were going to church, but I wasn't all in. Uh, I'd always told myself I wasn't going to do it if I couldn't quit drinking. I wasn't going to be the one to go to church on Sunday morning, leave church, go home, watch the race, or go play golf and pop a top. I'm not judging. I just knew that that wasn't what I wanted. I wasn't wanna, didn't want to be that person. Uh, so one Saturday in January, Alabama was playing for the national championship, <coughs> which they won. Roll Tide. Uh, God, I'm glad Pastor ain't here. Uh, I got pretty drunk that night. And in front of my kids, I acted a fool. And in front of my neighbor's kids, kids that looked up to me, that I had coached or had been around me, I acted pretty bad. <clears throat> the next morning, the guilt was extremely bad, uh, the conviction of what I'd done. And I think Christy reminded me 46,302 times <laughs> how I acted that night. <clears throat> and for two days, I just could not get through it, could not get past it. So I finally hit my knees, and I asked God to come in and take the alcohol from me. This was January the 14th, 2012, and I've never looked back. I've never felt so free and at, e at ease when it happened. Uh, I can't go back and change what I've done. And maybe that's my passion for the men's ministry is that I can share with dads the mistakes that I made and that us, as dads and fathers can hold each other accountable. Uh, for keeping Christ in our lives and in our homes and in our kids. Uh, I can't go back and change what I did, the hurt I caused. But I know my kids can see where God brought me from, what I was and what I am today, that my kids and my grandkids can see now that God took that, took that alcohol from me. God came into my life, took it away, and made me a new person. And if he can change me, he can change their, their lives. And I know that's why they have the faith. Uh, so in closing, I'd just like to th say it doesn't matter what brought you to be a father, whether it be from adoption, foster, a stepfather, or a grandfather. God put you there. He put you there for a reason. Uh, so just like our children look to us, for guidance, I think we should look to our Heavenly Father for the same guidance and share it with our families. Uh, so with that, thanks for listening. Happy Father's Day from this recovering alcoholic and recovering just good enough father. Thank you all. We pray that you have been blessed and inspired by today's Covenant Living broadcast. To find out more information about our ministry, just visit our website at www.covenantlifewestga.org. You can find this video there on our homepage. 
just click the YouTube button and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And give us a call at 770-537-3747. That's 770-537-3747. At Covenant Life, our mission is to go and make disciples by being real, relational, and reaching. Be sure to join us next week for more Covenant Living with Pastor John Butler.